0: How do these men make you feel about you? And I, I'll be honest, I think that that is a, um, a, a, a question that is very telling because it, it shows the virtuousness of the person that, he, that he's referring to. Virtue, of course, is outward focused, right? A core value is what I stand on but a virtue is the impact that I wanna have. So so what impact is that person having on you? But here's the fascinating thing, does that necessarily change as you get older on some level? It it, it, it has a different flavor to it, right? Even in our, our mastermind group, right? We we are challenging each other, um, sometimes rather boldly, right? But here's the fascinating thing, the fact that you can call me out on something and say, you know, Ask, I, I don't think you're seeing this correctly. Because I know your intent for me, I can even take harsh words or, you know, kind of some black and white language, that kind of stuff.
1: Welcome to Authentic Conversations. I'm your host, Ryan James Miller, and I believe the way to freedom, fulfillment, and success ultimately comes by living as the most authentic version of yourself. If you're ready to live the life you've dreamed of, you're in the right place. What up everybody, welcome to another episode of the podcast. Today, I have with me a good friend, a mentor, a colleague, a peer. Uh, He's got all kinds of titles as it relates to me personally, a man that I love deeply and care about so much. Uh, We are in a mastermind together, except he's the facilitator for our mastermind. So that means he's a little bit smarter. So you're just going to get all kinds of knowledge today. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> he is a husband. He is a father. He is an entrepreneur and business owner. Uh, there's probably a lot of other things that he does, but for right now, we'll leave it at that. So why don't
0: you welcome with me, David Ask to the podcast. What up, dude? Hey, man. Thank you so much for having me on. I, I you know, it's funny. I've, I've been looking at your past, you know, guests and so on, and to be included among them is a, is a treat. And um, your, um, your mission in life is near and dear to my heart. And it's been, it's been near and dear to my heart really since I was a kid, I've had Mm -hmm. such a passion for, you know, men, um, you know, identity issues, how they lead and, you know, just this idea. And I I like the idea of men taking responsibility. Mm -hmm. So, you know, everything rises and falls on when men show up and when they don't. And, and the proof is in the pudding. so I, I love That's talking good. about. I love talking about this and whatever you want to talk about today, man. That's so good. It's so good. and 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 you won't know this uh, if you're listening right now for most of you, but David is like
1: a dude's dude, like a man's man. Like uh, David lives in Tennessee, and I got to spend a little bit of time with him a couple months back, and get to do that again here in a couple of weeks. Actually, by the time this podcast goes episode or live, uh, it will probably have already happened. But he's on this amazing piece of property. I mean, he mows like acres of. But grass. He has a <laughs> mini little gun range on his property. Um, he smokes cigars. He enjoys an occasional libation, uh, and he's just one of those dudes. And I love that about him. So you're going to get to hear a little bit of that uh, as we dig into this topic of manhood. And by the way, I want to remind you. You know, um, there are um, there are so many uh, competing messages for what it means to be a man today you know it's a question that we're going to uh, we're going to ask david and hear from him and uh, the reason that i'm having people on this podcast talking about this topic is because i'm trying to create a narrative a story you know we live in a world where there are the millions and millions of men out there, and there are there are millions of women out there trying to tell men how to live too. And so there's just these competing messages everywhere. And so what I'm trying to do is, is get different perspectives that hopefully create a similar kind of guideline on what it means to be a man. And obviously we all have some different ideas about how we kind of get there. Uh, I don't mean like got here on earth, uh, but how we kind of get there to achieving manhood and how we practice that day-to-day, how we treat our wives and our children and how we work. But by and large, you should be able to capture a really good idea, a framework, a blueprint for yourself. If you're thinking, you know, how how do I live as a husband or as a father or as a man? Uh, And so hopefully these episodes this last, or this season, season two of the podcast has been helpful in that. So with that, we are going to get David's answer and then we're just going to run down rabbit holes, which is what we always do. I love it. I hear something. I pick on it, I pick on it and we just go for it. So David, as I've asked so many other men so far, I want to ask you the same question. So what does manhood masculinity mean to you? Like, how do you define that?
0: Wow and and yeah, I mean, i I don't think there's a really easy, easy answer to that. I was talking to a friend of mine the other day. we were talking about, you know, like if you were to throw masculinity up on a you know a, a pie chart, right? what what are the quadrants? what what is it? You know, because there's so many things inside of it. you know, you think about uh, on a virtuous side, right? I mean, you think of things like honor, you know, kind of coupled in there with truth and character. Um, you know, I think most people would say, Um, uh, you know, a a bit of maybe in varying degrees of being assertive, you know, like Mm -hmm. you're, 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 you see disorder in your world and you're speaking into that disorder in some way, right. Whether, Mm -hmm. whether, you know, you know, work or home or, you know, whatever that looks like. Um, And then, you know, of course, sexually, like, you know, there's a, there's an identity around that with regards to, you know, men and women, but men it's, you know, it's different. And um and then, you know, and then there's a spectrum that's, you know, kind of varying degrees, right? How how that plays itself out in, you know, in, in expression, all that kind of thing. And um, and then I think very, you know, very uniquely um, is just the identity piece, right? You mentioned that. It's, well, what is that? Well, what do you identify with? You know, it's the, the, the language around that, I think, seems to be a bit lofty. Like people kind of be like, oh, identity, that's, you know, woohoo kind of stuff. But what is it, you know, in, that makes you different from me, right? What what, what are those identifying factors that would, would uh, uh, be identifiable, even from the outside looking in. But then when I think about my own masculinity and how I'm, you know, the, the impact that I want to have, what are those things that I have identified that are, are, are important to me that rise to the top? Mm, that's so good.
1: You know, I, I, I love, I don't think anybody's ever, ever, specifically use the word virtue you said virtuous and it's it's very interesting because um you know it's not that a woman can't um have virtue um you know really though that that high sense of moral standard but um usually historically when we use the word virtue in virtuous that has traditionally been assigned to a male I don't even know what the kind of alternative is that that is female driven or or, or kind of like female assigned but I, I really like that um so there's there's one there's one thing that you said before I asked you to question and i want to understand better how it plays out in uh, in this virtue. I love the assertive part too. We're going to get there for sure. But earlier you said this has been a lifelong journey you've been on since you've been a young man, young boy, uh, you've been kind of on this journey. Obviously, uh, we all are to some degree, right? We grow up, uh, we're toddlers and then young boys, young men. Uh, but but what, what did that journey look like for you? I mean, I, I've heard a tiny bit from you, you know, personally about kind of like your family experience, but share a little bit about how that was ingrained into you what you learned, uh, and kind of how you've taken that and, and run with it.
0: Yeah, I, I think that I think the kind of the unique aspect to that with me is is that you know every man, of course, has a, you know a, a development stage of understanding right his place mm. in the world, but then his place among other men, right? And and um, so so I think to understand you know your masculinity. Uh, your manhood, you know, with regards to how does that play out among, you know, uh, when you're in a group of other men, you know, it's kind of a pecking order, sometimes that kind of thing. And just, you know, where's your spot there. Mm -hmm. And, you know, when you're growing up, of course, you're looking, I don't know about you, but I mean, I, I remember being in like fifth and sixth grade, looking up to all the older, you know, upperclassmen thinking, man, they're great, they're cool, all that kind of stuff. And feeling such a separation, though, right? They're other and I'm I'm still this young guy. Well, then when you get to that spot, you realize, well, now I'm lo- now I'm looking to you know someone who's four or five years older than me now, and feeling like, like their other. And so there's this this idea that I want to find that you know everybody needs to find that progression for themselves. But here's what was different for me: is I felt like I was really on a mission to to help people um, stay on that track and on that trajectory with a sense of purpose. Mm. And, and I, 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 you know, and even still, right, my, much of my life and my career path and, and even casual conversations is naturally, cause I identify with those things is naturally drawn mm. to helping people understand, um, yeah, that identity and especially with men, right? Mm. Because it's, um, I don't know, it's, it's so important. And I think the, the the thing that I think that really stands out to me is when when you are are talking with someone who you know does not have a framework for understanding that they are at their very core biologically masculine. What mm. does that mean? What you know? How, how does that how does that play out? So if there's a big question mark over their head or you know or in their heart, you see how that that kind of plays out, and it's mm. and it sometimes it's really painful. And and sometimes there's these, you know, fits and starts and stops. And they just seem like they're really struggling to to find traction in life. And and I've been there. I've you know, it's we've I've had moments in my life or seasons that were very long that were, you know, I just felt like I, man, what's my place? You know, where do where do I belong? What if, if I say I want, you know, traction, what is it that I'm actually, you know, stepping on and um and you know, having traction on? What are what's the bedrock of you know my decision you know making uh you know matrix or framework and so on and i so anyway I, I i love the process of understanding truth around this and helping other men get there okay uh, int-
1: again interesting there i love the fact that i don't know i'm i'm probably like 30 episodes into this season speaking exclusively to men on manhood and masculinity um had one wonderful woman on this season right right smack dab in the middle of it for a different reason but nice. I'm still hearing new things. And I love that. And there's, there was something you said in there that really struck me because of personal experience. So you talked about when you were younger and you were looking up to like upperclassmen, uh, in a way, kind of like in awe, right? Like, uh, looking up to them, aspiring to be them. And, and I feel like that's one side of the equation. And so uh there is good that can come of that if you're if you're looking up to the right people. Yeah. There's yeah. bad in that if you can if you're looking up to the wrong people because maybe they're the popular person. And then, and and that that was, you know, junior high playground and that's right now right as adults. Yeah. The swing of that, which actually was a lot of my experience growing up, was I was constantly trying to prove myself to other people that I was as good or better than them. And really, I didn't understand that until probably three or four years ago. That that was the result of my parents' divorce and and feeling like I was less than, and constantly having to prove myself to my dad. Um, even you know, even though like it was more about me doing that than him asking for that. And so I had such a distortion of that that I wasn't learning anything from anybody kind of above me in age or stature or anything. And so I would love to kind of hear your opinion on all of those different kind of capacities and maybe the ones that you relate to more. Like, how do you feel maybe like where 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 do you see wisdom in following after in, in kind of protecting against as
0: you've gone through your own life of being able to do that? Yeah. I don't think there's anything we can do. Like we can't get around that. Right. It's a, it's a, it is in our very DNA. I mean, even, you know, scripturally, you know, God says the older shall teach the younger. I mean, it's, Mm -hmm. you know, so, so when you don't have that, you know, that, that deep sense of of self when you're, when you're young, right. Your identity comes from what people tell you about life and about you. They're literally giving you, you know, words that you, you, you can right and most of the time do take into the center of your being that you believe is true about life other people and yourself mm. and so i don't i don't think we have a choice in the in the matter there's no i think there are some people that may have you know personalities or different you know um kind of wirings where they're maybe just a bit more skeptical of of people in general right so they might sift through some of those messages a little bit better or differently for that matter but i think in general it is um, it's a good thing, um, you know, holistically that, that we take identity from those who are, are, you know, further along in the journey. Mm. Um, at the same time there is, then there's that process of, of, uh, you know, what is it? Individualization, right? When you, when you go from being, you know, a boy to a man for a while there, you've got a, a you know, a foot in both, uh, both camps as it were. Yeah. But, but I, I but think like, to, how, yeah. how do you, How how do you
1: decide? Like even now today, and maybe it's a it's different today, definitely than it was probably when you were a teenager or early twenties. But how do you today, like, really gain a good understanding for that? Somebody that I should definitely look up to, and and, and when we get to this age uh, in stage in life, I think that. Oftentimes we can look up to people that are a little bit younger than us, but maybe that are just accelerated in certain areas than others. But do do you have a, um, a matrix for that? Do you have like, Oh, this guy fits into this, but these buckets. And so therefore, you know, I'm going to pay closer attention. Like how have you, how do you navigate that? So you don't end up following somebody that doesn't seem so bad. And before long, you're like, Holy shit. Like, I'm, I'm way outside of who I thought I was supposed to be.
0: So you know it's fascinating as you were saying that I was thinking, you know, when you're young, it's kind of the question is is how does this person that I'm looking up to make me feel about me? Hmm. You know, you know what I mean? But does that necessarily? So if I'm thinking about, all right, I've got you know, so if you're if you're talking to a 12 year old and you say, you know, hey buddy, you've, you've got these you know these 10 men in your life. You know, someone might be a coach, a teacher, pastor, youth leader, your dad's buddy, an uncle. I mean, there's there's these these men in your life. How do these men make you feel about you? Mm. And I, I'll be honest, I think that that is a, um, a a a question that is very telling because it it shows the virtuousness of the person. That, he, that he's referring to virtue, of course, is outward focused, right? A core value is what I stand on. But a virtue is the impact that I want to have. Hmm. So so what impact is that person having on you? But here's the fascinating thing. Does that necessarily change? As you get older on some level, it, 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 it has a different flavor to it, right? Even in our, our mastermind group, right? We, we are challenging each other, um, sometimes rather boldly, right? But here's the fascinating thing, the fact that you can call me out on something and say, you know, Ask, I, I don't think you're seeing this correctly because I know your intent for me. I can even take harsh words or, mm-hmm. you know, kind of some black and white language, that kind of stuff. But it still goes back to when I think of Ryan Miller, how does he make me feel about me? Mm-hmm. And, I, and 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 I, you know, I can equivocally say, you know, he makes me feel like a champion. He makes me feel like I'm capable he makes me feel like I'm I'm uh, shoulder to shoulder with him, right? I'm an equal, and and I think that that quite often that in and of itself, I think is super super powerful. I don't think I've ever really thought about that paradigm until this moment, but I mm. I don't know I don't know what do you, What do you think about that? I, I'm kind of no, I mean I I think it's I think it's so wise, and
1: and I th- obviously knowing you, I think one thing that you, you haven't said that's so important is you have this unbelievable gift to, uh, to really see through people's bullshit. Uh, I guess that's a really good way to say it just in the sense of saying like, because when you, when you first said, um, you know, how, to, how does that person make you feel? Well, I'm like, I look out online and there's a lot of people that make me feel really good about myself because they're trying to pump me up to buy their crap yeah. or, you know, or feed into their narrative. Cause one day they want me to buy their crap. And so, um, so we don't, we don't want that. Um, but, but I love that in there, you said intent and, and so we want to make sure that the people that we're looking up to that we're following, that we're aspiring to be, or to be like, um, that they haven't they have the right intent to really help us become us and not some soldier for them. Um, But I think that requires an unbelievable level of personal wisdom insight. And so where do you go to get that? I mean, part of that is, is lifelong. How old are you again? 47. Okay. So 47 years, of a huge roller coaster, lots of learning, lots of growth, lots of people pouring into you, um, and so that's part of it. But it, is there any other practice, or if a guy's like, like, how do I determine that? What kind of guidance would you give somebody that's asking that question?
0: Um, man, I so here, here's what's interesting is there's there have been a few people in my life that I've met who I when I'm when I'm with them, I, I sense a couple things. They're really comfortable in their own skin. It's, it's almost like, like they're looking at me while observing their own life at the same time, just thinking, man, he's doing great. And he, he doesn't even know what's ahead of him, but it's getting better. And, um, but, but this, like he's in a part of his process where he needs to have this, this, you know, this season that might be kind of hard, that kind of mm-hmm. stuff. And he's not, you know, so there's this sense when I'm with certain people, they're not trying to fix me. There's no, there's no strings attached. There's a, there's a sense of respect. And, and at the same time, because they're further along in the journey, they see things that I don't know about yet. And they're, and they're, so, so their words are kind of comforting or like, you know, man, you're just doing, you're, you're doing really great. You know, Keep going. Mm-hmm. And, um, um, I remember, um, uh, Dan Miller, you know the guy that wrote Forty Eight Days, the work you love. I, I met him maybe ten years ago, and he has been. Um, it, and I told him this a couple of weeks ago. I, I hadn't seen him in probably a year and a half because of COVID. But what's fascinating is, is on several occasions, I've had like monumental decisions to make in my life, and and I would just you know call him up and hey, I've I've got something you know going on here right now. And we would have this really meaningful conversation, right? Like he'd give me great, you know, like very practical wisdom, sometimes, you know, help me think through numbers and things like that. All right, David, man, have a great day. We'll talk soon, right? And I might not even see him for, you know, nine months or a year or something. And then it would, and then we just kind of pick up where we left off. So there wasn't this sense of strings attached. It was this generosity of spirit in the moment to help a fellow sojourner Rise higher, and then you just walk away, right? You trust the process, trust the processor, and and do your thing. And I, I'm hoping that I, that gets my point across. Like there's a a freedom with certain people. There's a a generosity, of course, but then um, I, I tend to actually let me let me let me uh put a pin here right in this uh, this word generous. I tend to be really attracted to people who are generous of spirit. So so back to the, the topic here of masculinity, right? If if you ask a man, you know, to do something, I don't care if it's you know, help fold up the chairs at church or you know whatever it is, right? If it's, um, or or open a door, right, for a woman. I mean, it's there's certain things that you just kind of naturally gravitate to a little bit of chivalry here and there, you know, be be the first one to you know, to act and to do something. Most men, that's kind of the way they are. The interesting thing though is is there's a difference between that man, and then a man whose radar is always up with regards to generosity, meaning he's constantly looking like it's, it may not be necessarily like this uh, overt, I'm on, I've got an agenda. But there's something about his spirit that is the radars on. So when something comes up, he's just naturally gravitates to, Oh, yeah, tell me more about that. What do you got going on? You know, if, if you're into it, man, I'm into it. Let's, let's do this. What do you, what do you got? You know, it's a, there's a generosity about, about their nature that is, I don't know, just really profound. And not everybody is naturally wired like that, but I'm really, really drawn to people whose radar is always up and how they can help someone else win.
1: Yeah. Uh, I, I, I love how that all got buttoned there together at the end because I feel like, and this is not exclusively, but is characters of virtue in men, you know, is this tenacity to fight and to grow and to learn. And I think that there are only two ways that you can get a man to a place where he's that gracious and generous of spirit, time, effort, energy, money. That's either if they are of the fraction of a percent of men that God created that way, and they just leaned into that from day one and have been that way. I I I, I, I have yet to meet a man that has been that consistent his whole life, at least from what I know. Sure. The other side of it, the people that I see are men that have been to hell and back as the result of being the exact opposite themselves. Yeah. It's like, I mean, this was this was me in many ways. I mean, I was um a, a reasonably good person. Uh, I got into trouble, but still, like I, I would for the most part respect women well. And you know, I try to be respectful to other people and give of my time and things like that. But Ryan was first, you know, and and little by little, uh, I just kept destroying my life. The Lord finally just destroyed it all uh and <clears throat> and I had nothing nothing at all and as I came out the other side of that I really had a decision to make god gave me a, a decision to make which was go back to being an idiot again do it your way and see where that leads you or take those same characteristics that that are in you and use them for good and full throttle or nothing at all. And I feel like that's a big part of what's so attractive when it comes to aspiring to be other men or to be like other men is, is when, when they've been on that journey. And, and I actually hate that. I just use myself as that example. Cause I didn't really mean to, to tie that to the end there, but I feel like when I've watched a guy go through it, learn from his mistakes, grow from them, and now is demonstrating these characteristics of that's a man. Those are the people that I really want to follow because they've seen, they've seen both sides. They've had the experience. They've had to, they've had to intentionally commit to overcoming them themselves. And so I'm like, that's the person I want to be behind because I've not only, I mean, I personally been there, but like I'm going to do it again. Like I pray to God, it's not in that kind of like disastrous fall, but I'm going to fall again and I'm going to struggle. And and I want the person that can relate to what I've gone through to some degree or another, and then can relate to how I climb out of the pit that I've fallen into. And so I love that you said what you said, because it just really triggered in me this, it's helping me, like I can start to see that the, the guy, you know, like that's the person I want to follow because of these things. And so many of the things you shared. And I think it's something that again, men need to, to picture. I think as a business owner, we have like that ideal client avatar and we can see the person we want to sell to and do business with. And it kind of sounds silly, but uh, as men, I feel like we need to have that like ideal manhood avatar. It's like, I can see the guy that I want to be like, I got to find him. And, and when I can find somebody close to him, that's who I want to follow. That's who I want to aspire to be.
0: And so here, here's, I love that. And I, yeah, to, to have that, the avatar, I think is super important. And then um, real quick, back to something you said about, you know, I want to follow somebody who's been there, right? That's mm-hmm. one of the reasons when, you know, when I, I knew Dan's story before I knew him, right? Mm-hmm. And so when I knew all the stuff that he's been through in his life, all the hardship, well, of course, I'm going to listen to that guy, right? It makes me think of that. You know the old hymn that, that talks about thy dross to consume and thy gold to refine. Mm-hmm. You know it's 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 the going through the fire, right? It's heating, it's heating it up. that removes the impurity, mm-hmm. and so so you've got something that is just is beautiful. And and it's it's you know oh, I think the the language there isn't even as I'm saying that is it's worth something. It's worthy. So you're worthy to be listened to, right? You're worthy to be respected. And 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 people feel the gravity of that, you know, like the like a gold bar, right? It weighs a lot. Right. And it's it's a there, there's a there's a weightiness to that experience that allows you then to look at a another man uh, or woman for that matter and say, I get it. I get it. Right. And 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 so, you know, knowing your story, right? When you put your arm around somebody and you say, Man, I know what you're going through. It's gonna be okay, mm. right? they they're going to feel the weight of that. Uh, in in a beautiful like powerful way more than right their buddy doing that. Mm-hmm. and I get it. I know well maybe he's, he's thinking no, you don't and um so I, I think there's a um yeah the, the experience is is uh, is really is really something else i i Dude, this is so I, sick like I like I, it's so nuts because okay, again, all these conversations and never
1: one specifically like this. This is like money. If you're listening to this episode and you've never listened to another one, uh, you're not going to appreciate how much I'm like just just in this right now. So that's so dope that, that we're having this conversation. But I wanted you to check this out. Like, listen to what we're talking about. And as soon as I start saying this, you're going to smile and nod your head. I know you are because you're going to get it. Okay. So when we think about as believers in Jesus, Why? did God put on flesh and come down to the earth? Yes. Ultimately to sacrifice himself for us, but why in the flesh? And we see in scripture and we hear in scripture over and over again, it was so he could relate to us and we could relate to him. If he wouldn't have put flesh on, it would have, we would have had a hard time relating in some way to how Jesus walked and what Jesus did. He, we can't be him, but we can definitely attempt to do our best to be like him, to model and emulate so much of his behavior, even in the way that, you know, when the Bible says that like he was tempted in every way we were, but without sin, it's like, that's the per- person that I want to look to be like. And so I don't want to take away from what scripture says about Jesus because ultimately that's what we need to be looking for. But behind that there are these men of virtue that are walking the earth like, you know, in Hebrews when it talk, you know, the, these this hall of faith and you know all these men and women that went before us like I looked at that and I'm like that that's what I want. And so this picture is just forming so much more it's like david you are just crushing it right now
0: because it's yeah. just coming together so well okay so, so can i take that to a you know a, a deeper theological let's level. go you know so so you and i are both both christians right and i i think that the i i heard uh our my pastor scotty smith say one time and it just like a punch right in the face he said he said you you go into a lot of a lot of churches, right? Or you hear this language that, <clears throat> that God is a god of second chances. And Scotty said he does not give you a second chance. He gives you Jesus. Mm. <laughs> and and I'm like, you know, so what does that do, right, for the masculine journey? What what does that crumble inside of us in a beautiful way? What what does that what does that wreck inside of us in a beautiful way? Our ego? our pride, right? He, he, he is, he is, I, I agree with you, right? To, to emulate him makes for a better life, but, but he was, he's not someone to be emulated as much as he is someone that was the substitute, right? Because mm-hmm. I can't. Yep. And, and I, and I think that when uh, what, what gives us um, the ability to, to look not only outward at another man with a lot of grace, but to look inward, to look in the mirror at myself as I'm going through this journey. And by the way, my journey has been just ugly. There's no getting around it. I, you know, I've got a lot of high points, right? I, I mean, I, I really do. At the same time, holy smokes for a big batch of ugly right next to it. Mm-hmm. And um, but what? But what? But the, but the substitute. I can look in the mirror with absolute delight, and I can look at you with absolute delight. I can put my arm around someone and be, and just be like, "Dude, we are. Let's do this. Come on." You know, I always tell Parker, Parker, whatever you're into, I'm into. Let Let's do this. There's There's no There's no posturing anymore. Um, you, you had uh, um, kind of alluded to something else here that you know putting on putting on flesh. And I just, I'm like, I, I, I some, th- some things that I bristle against in, in Christianity is when somebody tries to tie a nice bow on something, right? Well, <laughs> it's, it's this way. And I don't care what anybody says. And there's probably going to be a lot of people that listen to this podcast that have no framework for understanding Christianity. Mm-hmm. And if they do have some understanding of it, it's a bunch of arrogant a-holes, you know, saying one thing and doing another. Hmm. so so where does that bring us here um i i love the fact that we can't tie a nice bow on this there's mystery in it but there is something because i mean there's no there's no sane person alive from any country and any religion that would would disagree that jesus christ was a man right they may not they may not agree that he was the son of god and 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 rose from the dead right like you and i believe but he was very, very much a man. I mean, mm-hmm. the, the, the entire calendar changed around his, his death, right? Or birth. And so so here's what I love. And I, I heard this from, I think it was Tim Keller in New York at mm-hmm. uh, Redeemer Prez up there. He said, we may not know why God allows all of this pain and suffering and just all the chaos that we see. But we know one thing for sure is that he cares, Because he showed up in the flesh, just like you said. He plunged himself into everything that we would experience. And then, of course, vastly more because he took upon, you know, he became sin, right? He took upon the wrath of God so that we would become righteousness. Uh And um, so what I just love about the, the grace story inside, you know, kind of that wraps masculinity you know, in this this beautiful safe package is we can't lose.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: We can't lose. my my identity is 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 anchored to outside of the space time and history to a tether that cannot be broken. Mm-hmm. He says that he will complete the good work that he started in us. I didn't say that, right? I can't mm-hmm. complete hardly anything <laughs> right. But when he says that I will complete the good work I started, well, then guess what that does? That gives me license to swing for the fence because I cannot lose. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I I, I would just dare anybody listening. I dare you to take that into the center of your being. Mm -hmm. I dare you. Because if you don't, then your identity rests on your ability to be perfect all the time. And you will end up not only being really arrogant and judging people around you when you are alone at night and you, you exhale and you sigh, you know, that you let out a sigh in that moment, you're going to be having major disdain for yourself. Hmm. And it is the grace of God that unlocks every man's heart to throw his head back and run because we can't lose.
1: Yep. Uh, It's so good. I mean, obviously, you know, this, this just further solidifies, you know, when I was asking you, like, you know, how do you know who to follow? And even earlier when I was, you know, kind of saying, like, how do you make these decisions yourself? And it, it so much is wrapped up in this idea that, you know, we were we were created for a very specific purpose. We were created very uniquely and individually. Yes. Yeah. And, And we need to find that, you know, uh, you know, obviously if, um, and I know there's people that listen that don't, but you know, if you, if you believe that God is who put you here, then, then, then you get to take that statement and run with it, which then gives you the permission. Like once I know who I am, even if it's just to some very mild, mellow and loose degree, like I've just started at at the basic foundation, it's like, Okay. These are the things that are virtuous to me. These are the things that I'm passionate about. These are principles that I will that I will allow to, to cover me and to protect me from getting outside of that. And when I step into that with what I say is reckless abandon, and it's yes. always taken bad. And I say, oh no, no, like. Yo, throw yourself into being a man and have men around you, uh, you know, like we do to support you and coach you to earlier, you said to, to call you out on your bullshit, you know, when, when, when you're speaking it or doing it, but at the same time to encourage you and build you up when you need it, like you can't fail. Yeah. But when you don't know who you are, And you don't take the time to try and begin to learn that far more so if you don't have faith in Jesus, then then where do you go? Well, you go to where the rest of the world goes, which is I look at that guy and he's successful and he seems to have a hot chick and I don't hear a lot of bad stuff about him and he seems to do pretty nice things. So I'm going to go follow him. As a matter of fact, this was, I, I, haven't, I haven't talked about this, but so I've been a pretty big fan of Gary Vaynerchuk for a while. Um, I, I, I very much appreciate just his boldness to say the things he does. He can rub people the wrong way, but a lot, he talks a lot about empathy and kindness and all the stuff I love, all the stuff I love. And it's going to sound extremely judgmental, but It's just the reality of what it is. Um, He, I know he's married and he's got some kids, at least one kid, but he never has brought them into the public eye. He's always said kind of, that's the private part of his life. Um, He just shares the business part. I'm like, okay, that's pretty cool. Like separate those things. And and then about a month ago, um, he shared on social media that millions upon millions of people follow a picture of him with a new chick. That's Mm -hmm. like half his age very attractive. And the caption had something to do with the fact of like, love you or love this life or something. And I felt duped. Now people could say, Oh gosh, give me a break, rolling your eyes because it's like, He doesn't have to be all things to you. And yes, that's right. But the whole reason that I was so intrigued by him and followed so much of what he says is because of the character and nature of a lot of the things that he was saying, even though he was rough about some of how he said it. But all of a sudden, something that I value so much, which is what we talked about earlier, like values alignment, something that I value so much, my marriage and my family, it was like he spit on it. And granted, granted, His wife could have done something bad to him and left him, but he never gave any context to that. But now all of a sudden like showcases this trophy on the other side. And I feel like that's so many men are being set up to that because it's like, it looks pretty good. I don't know what's underneath the surface. And before long, I'm like breaking into the bank to rob the place because it just felt like the right thing to do because the guy that I've been following for a long time is doing it too. So I just think it's so important to know what we stand for, so we can know who to follow, who to look up to, who to try to follow to the best of our
0: ability to help us become better men. Yeah, I, you know, it, it's 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 funny you brought up the just this whole idea that you know when we look up to somebody, what if they disappoint us? Mm-hmm. And and I actually had a conversation um, around that subject with a dear friend of mine, and he he said. You know, he's really successful guy, you know wonderful human being but he he said every time I in the past he said i I try to get close to an older man and I'd look up to them and, and you know try to uh, you know uh, yeah just you know soak up some wisdom and, and gain a friendship, that kind of stuff he said, I always feel like I got let down mm-hmm. and but here's here's what's fascinating about that. And I'll be honest, I, I mentor uh, probably four guys now in their 20s and and I often tell them, I'm going to let you down, mm-hmm. but guess what? I don't want you to be like me. I want you to be like, like, uh, like whoever God designed you to be mm-hmm. right You're. I mean, I always I, I tell him, I'm like, you're not going to find a better friend. I'm going to be in your corner. You know, I'm, I'm, and I, I jokingly say this, but I kind of believe it. I might be the best friend anybody could ever have. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I care deeply. I, I, I want, if i say i'm somebody's friend i'm going to go to bat for them all the time i want them to to win right i want them to be happy i want their marriages to thrive i want their you know their sense of self and career and and impact rise all that kind of stuff and and at the same time man i i think that's where grace is so important not only for ourselves but but uh yeah Anybody who you know would aspire to gain a mentor, gain somebody to look up to, that kind of thing, boy, uh, show them a lot of grace. Mm-hmm. Like even as a dad, right? I I'm, mean, I'm my son is 16. And quite often I tell him, hey, you know, I've never been the dad to a 16-year-old. I don't know what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. You You need to know that I have noble intent and that I love you, like with just crazy intense love but i said you need to show me a lot of grace and i'm going to show you a lot of grace um but grace is not just a concept right it's a person and and if it's not well then right we're we're then grace is the same thing as a peanut butter sandwich it's it's completely irrelevant and and then it's then we go back to the survival of the fittest right then it's me over you every day all day you are not somebody to be admired I might flatter you, but you are now my competitor and I'm I'm coming after you. And if I can get that one foot on top of your shoulder, I'm going to I'm going to be pushing you down, that kind of thing. Right. And the beautiful thing about what I think is true masculinity and authenticity is, is that when you feel that sense of. Um, uh, uh, I think really that maybe the word is confidence mixed with peace. Then you're not threatened by anybody else. You know whose you are, you know who you are, you have predetermined the things that you're going to say yes to and no to, the things that you stand on, the the the, the, the core values, right? Those things in my core that I value most of all, the hierarchy of those things. And then you you realize that when you're when you're that guy, when you're confident and peaceful inside the only other logical option at that point is to lift everybody else up around you. It's, it's the right thing to do. And it's almost altruistic. It makes your life better when everybody around you is winning. It's, it's, it's amazing, right? It's, and go figure, right. It's, it's, it's good and godly. But, um, I, I think that topic of being let down by the way, that is really important. And you might even, I don't know, it, it almost, that almost would beg a, a whole nother podcast on, um, on how to handle things like that, because there's a lot of guys, I think, who have stalled out because they 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 felt like they were sold something and then the rug got pulled out from under them. Yeah. But really what was going on there is is they were, were wanting to emulate or follow or, or gain some wisdom and be, you know, be pulled up by someone who was just human. Yeah. And they had That's them so built good. up, you know, built up to be something that they just aren't and they can't be. Yeah. Um, so I, I uh, it's a really, that's a big topic, and I think there's a lot of guys who've really stalled out because they they feel like they got burned and they're not willing to go there again. Yeah. No, I get that.
1: It's so true. Okay. I, I'm gonna land the plane because I feel like I love what you just said. Don't get me wrong. And I, I do. It's so valid. Like there needs to be so much more conversation. But I think you so beautifully just put the back cover on what the, fr- on what the front cover said. <laughs> when you really spoke to virtue, assertiveness, which we, which we touched on in there, we could have gone more there, but, when, but you, when you really talked about that and the trajectory of our conversation went in the way that it did, and you just finished with, I'm, I'm just gonna add a couple of words, but a real man, is at peace with who he is
0: and good God, is that a holistic and he knows who he is, right? He has yes. a, clear, a clear vocabulary to understand why and how he's different from the man next to him.
1: Yes. He, he, yes. he
0: just, he can describe with clarity those things that make his energy rise, his convictions, you know, things that motivate him, the things that give him, I like to say is goosebumps, goosebumps, right? It's, it's that, that, Just that, the most. This sounds kind of maybe not so manly. The things that are most precious to me. Mm -hmm. That, if you know that, and you're you you feel peaceful in that space. That's right. I don't think there's a better a better head space and heart space to be in life.
1: There's not. I love that you said that. That that that's perfect. Like literally, (laughs) you you could you should have written that down. Maybe once you listen to this back, you're going to write that down and you're going to go use that. Buddy, when you said earlier that you are the best friend, you are an unbelievable human being Um, from the moment that we connected. I mean, I was immediately attracted to your character, your demeanor, as you know, we've peeled back more and more layers over time, whether it was, you know, over video or, uh, you know, sitting in your backyard or, you know, wherever, I just, I, I, I cannot tell you how much I deeply love you. And it is because of who you are. I mean, it's just, you are so aligned and sure you've got garbage, just like everybody else, but man, the things you are good, you are so good. So thank thank you you for the friend that you are. Thank you for the mentor that you are. Thank you for this conversation. There's definitely going to be more, but uh, just, yeah. Thank you. I really appreciate you. Honor to be here, brother. Thank you. Thank you. Well, guys, uh, as always, if you have questions, comments, positive ones only for David. Uh, we'll put his contact information in the show notes. You can reach out to him. If you have other types of feedback, including the negative stuff, you just direct that towards me. You know where to find me. Uh, keep an eye out because very soon we're going to be announcing uh, some content and some opportunities to get more into involved into the Foundations to Freedom Academy, uh, the Men's Coaching Academy that we've been working towards helping men break free free from the prison of success. Uh, So it it really aligns with a lot of what David and I talked about today and what I've been talking to a lot of the guests for. So keep an eye on that. Uh, That will be on uh, my website, ryanjamesmiller.com. Outside of that, man, I normally say, be you, be happy, be authentic. And that is a great way to sign off. But today, today I want you to rest in who you are and be at peace in that. And if you are not go figure out what it's going to take to be a piece. Thank you guys. I appreciate listening. Appreciate the support. Go share this with somebody else. I'm sure they'd love to hear it too. Talk to you soon. Thank you for joining me on this episode of Authentic Conversations. If you are ready to live the life you've dreamed of, I'm here to help. Head to ryanjamesmiller.com slash podcast to begin your journey. And if this episode impacted you in any way, pay it forward by sharing it with someone you know. I'm Ryan James Miller, and I'll see you next time on Authentic Conversations.